Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's going on, projectors? Welcome back to the show. It's good to be back on the air. Um, Caleb is on the show with us tonight, and we are going to jump into a lot of things that have happened over the summer with the NBA, the upcoming 2022-2023 football NFL season. Really excited to talk about it. Uh, what's going on, Caleb? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, of course. It's been a while, but I'm glad to be back on. Yeah, it's been a while. Got a lot of topics to get through. Yeah, we got a lot of topics to get through tonight. And wrote something out to Caleb earlier today. We just tweaked it a little bit. And we should be off and running. We got some football, some fantasy football to dive into. A little bit of NBA talk, but yeah, I've been I've been gone for a bit, and I was moving from Colorado to Maine, and now I'm here. My stuff is here. You know, it takes there was a big delay. Some things happened. My stuff wasn't here for a little bit. And then I got a call from Caleb last week and was like, hey, when are we recording? And I was like, <laughs> all right, let me go set up my desk because I had just gotten it, but setting up some other stuff in the house. And I got motivated and stayed up real late and got everything squared away. So here we are. And hopefully many more episodes to come a lot faster and more consistent now that I'm settled into my new home and probably staying here for the foreseeable future. So I've, I've moved around a lot in the last few years. So... It's good to be back in New England, you know, back in the Boston field, the hometown, you know, I'll be talking Boston sports, right, Caleb? So, I mean, might as well be here. I get, sure. I get, uh, I saw someone today, I was telling Kim, because we, we used to get excited. We'd be in England when we lived there or uh, in Colorado, different parts of the country. We'd see like someone with a Patriots logo or a Celtics or a Bruins. We'd be like, oh man, that's so cool. Like someone outside of New England, right? But then when you're back in New England, you forget that like every person and their mom is wearing or has sports, you know, paraphernalia from the Boston area all over their stuff. It's like everywhere, driving down the road, the Jeeps, the back of it. They've always they got the Patriots or the Bruins symbol on the back of there. So we were just like, mm-hmm. I keep thinking like I'm somewhere else because I'm in Maine. So I've never really lived up here before <laughs> because I'm trying to get used to it. But it. It's like I'm, I mean, I am back home, but I'm just like trying to get used to the amount of how it used to be when I was lived here before, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool to be back in this, this culture and this atmosphere. And there's, there's no bigger Boston sports fan in Homer than you, my friend. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> the blinders come on when they start being successful. I will rip them, but at the same time, the blinders will definitely come on. Uh, I almost made a bet with you that the Celtics were going to win the NBA Finals. Came really, really close to it, but I didn't. Right? Did I? No, we, no, we did. Yeah. No, we did. That's right. I lost. I yes, my, you did. You got your name back. That's I, right. I got my. Yeah, my I'm team name honestly back. thankful that it was just a takeaway and not an additional punishment because I probably still would have taken <laughs> it. Like I would have taken the punishment, and everything, and uh, I've now, you know, realized that the Warriors are a dynasty, and I should not pick the young team which I know not to do but I did anyway and I broke my rule of uh you got to be over 28 to win you know a championship but whatever that's that's my problem uh, <laughs> um, but we're going to switch gears real quick and we're going to go into the NFL big news today it's kind of cool that we got something you know really recent to talk about uh if you're listening uh, Kyler Murray signs a big contract uh, I honestly, Caleb, my opening thoughts on this, and I, I did want to get your take to it too. There was all this drama with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, and then all of a sudden, right before the season, and we get a contract done. 
like massive drama when this first came out it was such a big deal and then they sent him to this massive contract now why do you think maybe this took so long did all that drama need to be had and to quite honest i mean i'm always going to side with the player instead of the you know the billionaire owners i really could care less so i'm happy for kyler for getting his contract it's well deserved he's a great player he's not just a, you can't just find another kyler murray from college it's like it's very difficult as they come up through the ranks so pay the man he's a great player you know, you're not all going to be Tom Brady level, but if he's a great player, you should pay him. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, just I guess a quick sneak peek of what's coming up later. We're going to do our top ten quarterbacks for this coming up upcoming season. Yes, we are. <laughs> and, I mean, Murray's not on either of our lists, so that's kind of interesting. I know, it is, isn't it? So, I don't know, that's still, like, when I saw that contract, I'm like, yeah, I guess it makes sense because he plays quarterback, and he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's, like, a great quarterback, but I don't even see him as a top 10 right now, but he'll probably crack that list within the next couple of years, I would think. Yeah. And it's just so it's just so much money, but it's the quarterback position, so what can you do? What can you do? And, I mean, if it's like a butts. you got to pay the, the guy. At the end of the day, it's butts and seats, you know? Like, if you're Arizona, it's like, hey, pay the man so you can get paid. People are going to come see him just because if you don't win a Super Bowl playoff game, so it's more of, like, a business mindset. I've been like... Why aren't you paying this guy? Like, it's really difficult to find even, a, you know, a decent quarterback. It could be a carousel for years. You actually get a guy who can actually take you 10 more years and might as well pay the man. We're not trying to look for perfection here. So if you're in that, I don't know, for me, from a business decision, it's like, uh, yeah, pay, let's pay him. But whatever. I don't know why there was all that drama around it. Yeah, the drama part, I, think, I mean, I think he just wanted to get paid in the Cardinals I think oh, he did a damn good, good job. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he got so much him. guaranteed money too. Woo. I yeah, didn't look I, at the I, details I'll, of it, but um, as far as was it 160 or something like that guaranteed. But oh, so, yeah. sometimes those oh. are like built into incentives too. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, he's set for life, and yeah, I'm he's with set you. For I, life. Side of, I always side with the players. Like, get paid as as much as you possibly can get paid while you're still playing. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And especially the talent level that he's at. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Hold out. Do what you need to do. I don't really care. It's very, like, um, looked down upon over in Europe with soccer. Like, if someone sits out, like Harry Kane sat out, and it, it became, like, this huge controversy that he was going to miss, like, any games for Tottenham. And he was just missing, like, preseason and, like, workouts. And it was, like, the end of the world. How, how disrespectful are you to do? No, you don't put your teammates first. I was like, man, this is just guys just trying to either get paid or traded. Like, are you kidding me? But, you know, in America, this is, like, you know... Completely normal. We got, you know, Kevin Durant yeah, and Kyrie it. doing that kind of stuff, like, on a you know, routine basis, or LeBron, or whoever wants to move sure. in whatever sport. Americans, we just kind of operate different. We're like, go player, but for whatever reason, Europe doesn't view it the same way. Yeah, and I think NFL is a little different because the injury, you know, like, the chances of getting hurt... Way higher. Way, way greater in, yes. than it is in soccer or basketball, even. Um, and the contracts in the NFL, for the most part, are not guaranteed like they are in the NBA. Yeah. So like these players, these like like I back the NFL players more than any other league because they they could just get cut at any at any time. They still get their guaranteed money, but they're not gonna get their full no contract that they sign. You know, so yeah. yeah and it takes NFL a lot more get, a lot more work, paid. effort, and um, you know a little bit of rolling of luck there with not getting hurt, like you just said into making sure you get that paid contract. So it's like, yeah, 
yeah, all for the player on that. So Kyler Murray gets paid pretty pretty sweet money. I think I I got some thoughts of why I didn't put him in. We'll talk about that later to the top ten, but um, we can move on to the next topic. We're gonna switch to the NBA before we go back to the NFL. Something Caleb and I wanted to get into was how did the Celtics bounce back um, to make the NBA Finals again? We all know the statistics on. The team that loses the NBA Finals, it's very difficult that they ever get back to the Finals the following year. Um, and how can they bounce back? And Brogdon was brought in from a, a trade through the Pacers, which was kind of a, uh, a money-freeing deal for the Pacers, I would say, since you're a Pacers fan. But this freed up a lot of space for them. And he comes with some controversy, but also a very, very good player. And I think, you know, you know everyone loves the move that we made, but um, is this enough to get past a healthy Middleton and Giannis again? What happens in Brooklyn and trying to beat either the Warriors in the finals, the Suns in the finals? Like, can we get to that level where we're actually going to be right back there in the mix? Or is it going to be a huge uphill battle more than what we think? Were we lucky to be in the finals this year? What's your thoughts, Caleb? I mean, I think the Celtics are in the driver's seat. I think they're the favorites to make it back to the finals in the East uh, in this upcoming season for sure. Because, I mean, the Nets are in shambles. Milwaukee, I mean, yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna be better with with uh, Middleton back. But I think the Celtics are gonna be right there with them. I think Miami was kind of fluky. They're not gonna be as good. Um, and who else is there? Uh, yeah, Philly's because Butler sucks. That's why. All right, don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust Jimmy Butler. That team, that team was a little fluky, but you know Jimmy Butler is still, he's still good. But uh, who else? Like uh, Philly, maybe. But I don't know. I think the Celtics are, gonna, are probably the favorites right now to to win the East and be back in the finals. And I think Brogdon is honestly the perfect player for them if he can stay healthy. That was like the biggest drawback of him in Indiana. He just was always hurt. He's a great player, but he's always hurt. So if he can stay healthy, I think he's he's perfect because the Celtics lacked, like, a true point guard. Everyone saw that in the finals. Marcus Smart, for as good as he is on defense and everything, um, he's not really, like, that floor general that you need. And But Brockton is. He's, like, that perfect pass-first point guard, but he can also get his own. And the defense, the Celtics' defense is going to be even better with Brogdon and Marcus Smart. In the backcourt, it's going to be, yeah, I'm excited to see them play. I've always liked Brogdon, so I'm happy if he left the Pacers. I'm happy that he went to the Celtics for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he fits into the team and how they play together. I like a lot of your points there, and I agree that the defense, you know, if it could get even better, but, you know, we definitely needed it in the finals. Uh, if he is the sixth man coming off the bench or if, you know, halfway through the season that switches, I think either if Marcus Smart is coming off the bench or he is coming off the bench, you're going to have that good change of pace with the backups too, or that, that player could be dominating the floor while the other one's in with the second team of the opposing team. And I don't think you can lose there or switching out the pace between a floor general and then someone like Marcus Smart. It's, you got a lot of options and you have a, a lot more youth and more spring in your step, I think. And, and like I said, you know, tools to be able to, run through and how to defeat, you know, a team like the Warriors. Because, I mean, that's that's the end. Like you said, you feel like they're in the driver's seat. And the, the pinnacle is to be able to beat, you know, if the Warriors are again there next year, that experience that they have. And I heard LeBron talk on his podcast. Um, 
about how he lost to the Spurs and there was things that when he was in that NBA finals that he just wasn't ready for and he learned a lot and the Spurs just kind of toyed with them. And I, I, I heard Draymond Green break down a lot of the great game plan between the Celtics and Warriors and how some of the X's and O's and he's like, they just couldn't stop us. And really when it does come down to it, the wisdom does play a lot, of, a lot into it. We saw that. We saw it firsthand how they just knew exactly how to play the pace of the game. I even saw after the first two games in the game by game three, they knew exactly the, the them meaning they meaning the Warriors when to push the ball, when not to push the ball. It was very frustrating as a Celtics fan to watch because you're you're watching the Celtics get lulled into a mind game uh, that the Warriors were playing and they played it well and they just knew what they could do, what they couldn't do because physically and I think skillfully at this point the Celtics were a better team, but and. At the end of the day, they weren't the better team because the Warriors knew how to outplay them in ways that they couldn't even figure out. So um, I think that they, they struggle with that. So to be able to get back to that point and make the finals, I think it's possible. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough road, but if there's a young team, as long as everyone sticks together, they got the same coach coming back next year and they build off each other. And like you said, Brogdon's a good piece. He stays healthy. Why not? And maybe this is a perfect situation for Brogdon to not play as many nights or minutes. And Smart and him could be switching off. And one gets more minutes one night. You know, it's less on the body. So there, there we go. We might we have our, our floor general. But yeah, it did show a lot in the finals. That that's exactly what we were missing. So hopefully, we can instill and install that into our team going forward here. Um, and then as a Pacers fan, where does that leave you guys? Or, I know you guys tried to put in a bid for DeAndre Ayton there. Um, are you guys kind of in a rebuild mode in the Pacers? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Tank yeah. for 2023. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some good young players coming up too here in the next couple of years. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, Pacers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's obviously like you'd rather be in the playoffs and, and uh, you know, be competing for a championship, but there's something cool about like, having all young players and trying to build something. But we'll see how that goes. It's either going to go well or they'll just suck for the next 10 years, which would be awful. But Yeah, well, we don't typically see that from the Pacers. They usually, if they go into no, a rebuild mode, they're usually pretty good at getting the players that they need and actually competing. Yeah, they, they never tank. That's like no. something they never, never do. And they're, gonna tr they're not going to tank. I, I know that for like 100% sure. As long as the, they have the same owner and management and everything, they're going to go for it. Like, they went for DeAndre Ayton. They tried to get mm -hmm. him. That's not a move you make if you're trying to tank at all. No. That, that that would make them probably a playoff team or close to it. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah, I know that they're going to be – they're going to try to make the playoffs. They're going to do all that. But as a, like, as a, as a fan, I'd rather them just, like, play well and play, play uh, you know, the right way and everything, but just lose a lot of games so that they can get – because I guess the 2023 uh, draft class is supposed to be stacked. So if they can yeah. get a top pick, and then from there, you know. Yeah, I'm not so things. sure on this draft class coming in. I saw some of the players, and the, some of the top players, they're all right, but I, I need to see them play against other NBA players. Um, yeah. The skinny I, white I kid impressed. from I was impressed with a couple. Oh, the big, yeah. Uh, Chet, Chet. Chet. Yeah, Chet Holgram. He, he looks pretty good, but it's like I just want to see him play against some NBA players first before I, you know, give my yeah, final take on be, him. He can be really good, but I think he's gonna, he's just going to get bodied like his first couple of years. Yeah. He's like a little, he's like a toothpick out there. He's so skinny. He is. And we said that about KD too, and he never really changed, but he did get, I don't know, he did build, fill out a little bit. 
We might have to see it for sure. But he could he could be our, just an average NBA player, or he could be something special. But I don't know. The kid who went to Orlando, even him, like I liked watching him at. Um, he played for Duke in the tournament. Um, yeah. I liked watching him play in, in Coach K's system, and he was a really good player. But I, it's not like it's not like we're watching like any league stunner come into the you know no. join the league. I mean, the one the one guy that I think is going to be really good is the the guy that went to the Pistons, Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy. Okay. He looks so smooth. He looks like he reminds me of Jabba Red. Oh, don't yeah, even. He's gonna that's be, like that's my style of player, be, baby. Yeah, he's going to be really good. But I was hoping the Pacers would get him, but they picked. Detroit picked them one pick before, before us. But yeah, we'll see. I think it's. I think the rookie class is like okay, but next year is supposed to be really good. Really good, really yeah. Any of the players, but I haven't. I haven't gotten too much. I know it's a good class. I really haven't dove into it yet, but I do know the next couple of years we should have some some good players coming into the league finally again. Even I, mean, I think the league is in good hands right now, but I think we oh, should. Sure. We have even more. Um, Maybe we'll even get uh, LeBron James's son. Yeah. Oh. In two years? Is it I want to say... You think he'll declare? I don't know if it's next year or the year after, but... I don't I mean, like, real quick, just to close out the NBA thing, but LeBron has said that whatever team he goes to, he's going to go. He's gonna do everything he can to play with his son. For exactly. So he'll just... What is his last year with the Lakers? Is this year, right? He kind of... Uh, I don't know, I think, but he planned his contract around that. Yeah, around that, and then he can play. But, I mean, he could play one-year contracts... After that, what do you think the Lakers are going to tell him to go away? Maybe I don't know, but he, no, like, no. I mean, he'll be he'll be able to decide. He'll be a free agent and he can go wherever he wants. Yeah, wherever and they like get. Now, there's no team that's going to say no. We don't want you. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine like, imagine scouts drafting Bronny, right? And Bronny's like fifth in the class. You know, like everyone agrees he's fifth in the class, but. Because they know LeBron's going to sign with you. If you pick him, mm. he might get picked at yeah. one. Because it's like, okay, we're going to get yeah. Bronny, but we're also going to get LeBron James. That's true. But the crazy thing is, is uh, Bronny, from what I've seen, he's not like a top 10 or even 20 or whatever player in his class. Well, his class is right good, now. isn't it, too? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good talent within his. I, I, I guess so. Yeah. But like, if, like imagine him being, yeah, he yeah. might get... He might be like, you know, I don't know, a top, maybe like an early second round player or something that gets picked super early because, you know, LeBron's coming. I've been following him closely. I mean, this summer I've seen some video. He's improved his game even in the last six months. So I'm curious to see what he'll be by the time he enters the NBA. So it's kind of like LaMelo, and I remember watching him, and everyone kept saying he's going to be something special. And then there was other people who were doubters, but you can watch and you can kind of see, and then little Mello just kept getting better and better and better. And then now he's like a stud in the NBA. In my opinion, I think he's a really good point guard, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he develops too. I just think he's got a lot of assets that can help him get to that level and play well. So, I mean, your dad's LeBron James, but you know, Michael Jordan's kids never made the NBA. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And also I think Bronny's like nowhere near, Physically close to what his dad is. No, no. You know, he might be like a point guard or something. Something like that. that big. Well, LeBron's yeah. a point guard. I'm, yeah, but he's also like 6'9". He's, nine, a, he's two, also a power forward, a center. He could play every every position. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Gotta love it. That'd be cool to see. I, I hope it works out for them to play together because that would be amazing. Well, I heard is the um, the younger son is actually... I know we're, we're way off topic here, but this is whatever. 
the younger son is supposed to be better at, you know, at his age than Bronny was already. LeBron's going to be a hangman B.A. token. He's 50. He's, <laughs> He's going to be pulling a Tom Brady. He's like, oh, I'll just play with my kids in the NBA. No big deal. <laughs> Man. But, um, okay, so I guess stirring around the NBA, our last topic on this is KD, Kyrie, thoughts, and that's I want to trade. I, I don't want to trade. Oh, my gosh, where do we begin? My head is spinning. I can't keep up with the – they dug their own grave, and now they're trying to sleep in it. Like, I just – I mean, Caleb, what is what is your thoughts on whatever is going on with this circus we call the Brooklyn Nets that have been, I think, in my opinion, atrocious the last 20 years and just falled for bad moves over and over again. And now we're kind of in a similar situation where it seems like no one wants to be there. And Arcady and Kyrie, are they still good? Are they still trying to play together or are they not? I'm here at one moment. They want to go to the Lakers. They're, then they call each other and they want to stay. And then now... Kyrie wants to go, and we're hearing reports of him being traded to the Lakers, and now we're not. And now Katie's saying he wants to stay in Brooklyn, and Kyrie wants to go somewhere else. I don't know. What's your yeah, thoughts, Caleb? I don't know. This, the whole, like I said earlier, they're just in sh- the, the Nets are in shambles. Like, what a sucky organization to be right now to have both Kyrie and KD considered like top 10 players, both want to leave your team. Um, I know, I mean, KD requested a trade, and he want, he said that he wants to go to either Miami or Phoenix. But I think the Phoenix thing is out the window after that whole DeAndre Ayton thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about Miami, but, like, he, he can't choose where he goes. He doesn't have a no, a no trade clause or whatever, and there's four years left on his contract, four years. So whoever gets him is going to give up a lot, and they're going to have him for four years, so... I don't know. It's just a crazy situation. And, and then, then with Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie's been saying he wants to go to the Lakers, and that's like what they—that's what he's trying to push for. And by the time the but trade again, get the trade gets processed with for KD, it's like who you're going to have left on the team that will actually be assembled to win a championship. It's like don't be an idiot, dude. You just figure oh. out your differences and stay, and try to figure out how you're going to win there. Oh yeah. I mean, if that's I'm, how I would look at it. If I'm a, if I'm the Nets, I just be like, nope, I'm not trading you. You sign your contract. I don't care. Yeah. You for four year, four years left. You got four years left in your contract. I'm not like I have nothing. I have nothing to lose by making you stay because you have to stay for four years. Yeah. If it was like a one, if you only had one year left, then okay, you don't want to let him go for nothing. Caleb, so, don't yeah, you think you would them. say this like two seconds after he said he wanted? Like they just let this play out for days and then they make a statement. The Nets. It's like I would say it immediately. Be like, he's not being traded. We're not trading anyone. Well, I think. I think they said that they want to honor his, his request, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It, but you're playing a dicey game. Like, I don't know. But then they ended up backtracking and saying something different, right? Oh, uh, I, I don't like. I haven't been, I haven't been keeping up with, with it. Like, Dude, it's much. crazy. Like right now, like the recent one I just saw it has changed more that he wants Kyrie out and KD wants to stay with Brooklyn and get someone else to come play. And it's like, what the heck? And then I heard today that there's a chance he can go to Washington and play for the Wizards. And I'm like, this is all. But it's so tough to tell like what's real and what's not real when you got, you know, the guys we look to. They're the ones who are saying it. You know, you're talking about Woj and Ben Warhost, whatever his name is, Warhurst. They're the ones putting this information out there, so you know it's legitimate. But I think it's a game between all of them, and it seems like how do you how do you, after all this, how do you come together 
as a team and win a championship after all this drama. You know what I mean? And is is one of the players, and it would have to be KD, like him and the owner are actually talking this through. I just feel like some of it is just to get KD out. I mean, to get Kyrie out of there. That's my personal thought because Kyrie is a little crazy in my opinion. They're just like, I don't think he can he can deal. But do you think similarly or no? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, the whole Kyrie vaccinated, not vaccinated thing probably left a sour taste in everyone's in everyone in Brooklyn. But yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, I'm trading Kyrie as well. If like KD is the main guy, and if KD wants Kyrie gone, I'm I'm trading him for sure because he he only has one year left on his contract, so he could walk for nothing. Yeah, next yeah year. exactly. He can walk so for next year. He gets something to out of him. I'm trying to trade him and trying to get as much as I can and build around KD. Like KD's not going anywhere. He's still going to be elite for the, you know, for the next five years or whatever. And we're not even we haven't even talked about Ben Simmons. Them acquiring him for James Harden. Yeah, that's true. They still got Ben Simmons. That's it's just, heck, yeah, that's, that's another whole can of worms this about thing, this team. I, I forgot they even had Ben Simmons. That's how bad that situation was with him. But. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope, like, I hope they just trade Kyrie and I don't know, build just build around build around KD and, and just tell him like we're not trading you. Like, sorry. That's fair. That's what uh, I would do. Yeah, same here. What a bunch of drama queens! Goodness gracious. <laughs> but whatever. I love watching the New York Nets just be in shambles. Sorry, the Brooklyn Nets still New York. I just watch. I love watching them be in shambles. You know, just keep fumbling around, keep losing. Love it. You lost to a bunch of kids, so a bunch of Celtics kids. You got your butts whooped. You got <laughs> swept. You want me to put my blinders on? They got swept 4-0. That was me, baby. That's when the blinders went straight on with the Celtics. I said championship. Let's go. And <laughs> y- you know, I was wrong. I, mean, I won that bet. That's how originally Caleb got his. Uh, his name changed on Dynasty Fantasy Football. That's true. Yeah, that was the first bet he lost, and they got it retracted with the NBA Finals. But hey, what am I? You know, what can I do? I had my fun. You can you can credit the Celtics for destroying that little project in Brooklyn. Yeah, seriously, it, it, it's like they feel that they destroyed it with the project that they gave them too. <laughs> Brooklyn gave them all those picks that were JT and Jalen, and they beat yeah. them. Which that's the best part of the whole thing is we took you down if you tried to become the super team and it didn't work out because you brought a bunch of crazy heads in there and we still whooped your ass. Let's go. Let's go. Sounds about right. Anything to beat New York. All right. We'll reel it back in. We'll switch topics here. Do you want to do the top 10 QBs first or do you want to do uh, dynasty football talk or what do you want? Hmm. Let's do top. Let's do top ten. Top ten, dude. Let's go. Which way do you want to do mine or yours, or should we go one by one? How should we do this? I'm excited. I'm excited because yeah, let's do. I'm gonna get la- I'm gonna get laughed at, but whatever. Make All right, you picks. do. How about you? we'll just do like we'll alternate. You do number one. I'll do number one. Well, we're, gonna, we're not gonna go ten. 10, 9, 8, 7, and then go to the number oh, one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, yeah, that makes sense. Let's, let's, go, let's, let's go, go that backwards. way. Let's go backwards. All right, so at number 10, I've got Russell Wilson. We got a new city. We got a new place, um, a little bit of uncertainty. I don't know if it's going to be as good as people think it is, but, you know, definitely going to be a top 10 quarterback. He's got better resources, maybe a better head on his shoulders in Denver, better management. 
it just seemed like things were going wrong in Seattle. So I feel like he's in a much better position. He deserves top 10 when he's at the height of his game and he's got the weapons around him and the defense and a good organization. He's going to play extremely well. And even when he doesn't, he still plays extremely well. So <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson definitely deserves to be on the top 10. And right now, because I don't know how it's going to pan out, that's why he's on the bottom of the top 10, but he's in it. So for me, that's number 10. Who do you got at number 10? All right. Well, I'll just say that you have him way too low. I think he needs to be high up, but okay. we'll get to that one when I get to him. I have number 10, I have Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. I think Lamar obviously had a really down year last year with injuries. And he, he was an MVP not too long ago, so he definitely has potential to be even like a top five, I think. But coming back from an injury, I think he's got to get got to prove it once again to get back to that level. And obviously, like his skills on the field is like, you know, crazy with his with his legs. And if he can get his accuracy in uh, in check, then the sky's the limit for Lamar Jackson. And he's super young, so he has tons of room to grow. Okay. He's got tons of room to grow. Okay, I, I don't have him in that spot. I'm a little higher than you. But uh, my number nine, since we're on number nine now, is uh, Dak Prescott. So for me, Dak is in a good position where I think he's coming off of, uh, you know, personally for him, he's gotten better and better every year. And he came off an injury. He came back healthy and he played really well. Do I like his situation? Not really. Um, going in with C.D. Lamb and, you know, not really too sure on some of the other weapons there. Dalton Schultz is all right. You got the young kid, Jalen Tolbert, coming in. We'll see how that works out. Michael Gallup's still, we don't know what his status is going to be going into a full season. He was hurt last year. Pretty, He had surgery, I'm pretty sure, right? So that's, we'll, we'll see how he pans out. But I still think he deserves to be in the top 10. He's a, a player year in and year out that puts up the numbers. And he's, he's a solid person at this position. So that's who I have at number nine. Caleb, I'll turn it over to you. What's your number nine spot? Who you got in the top ten quarterbacks going into the season? My number nine is Dak Prescott for pretty much all the same reasons <laughs> that you stated. So, yeah, not too much to add besides, yeah, just love Dak. He's going to be – him and the Cowboys are not going anywhere. They're going to be good for years to come because of Dak. Yes, I agree too. Solid, solid QB. Um, yeah, so at my number eight is Lamar Jackson, and you said a lot of the same things. I just put him a little higher than, than Russ and Prescott just because I think he does have a lot to prove, and he can come out and, and fire, and he's going to have uh, J.K. Dobbins. Their offense is going to be more dynamic. We, do we have questions with Marquise Brown going to the Cardinals and how everything's going to operate there? Yeah, of course, but Lamar is in a class of his own where he can do things that other teams can't do, and it's a really well-run organization, and he has a, a lot to prove and succeed, and especially to go deep into the playoffs. I think he's going to be hungry. We've seen it before um, with Lamar Jackson, so I think he definitely finishes top 10 um, this season in, in, as a productive QB. So that's my thoughts on him. What's your number eight? Uh, all right, my number eight is probably a little controversial, especially compared to your list. But my number eight is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yes, it is. Could definitely. The Tigers. Wow. So I think you think I have him way too low. But my reasoning is, well, first of all, I love Justin Herbert. He's he's incredible. He's amazing. He's going to be, he's just going to be moving up the list year after year. I have no doubt about that. But right now, I think he's still, he's still too, too early in his career. And um, 
he still has a lot of growing, like some more growing up to do. And he hasn't even made the playoffs yet. I know he's only been, this is going to be his third season. So, you know, like I have a hard time putting someone really high when they haven't even made it to the playoffs yet. So once he, once he gets over that hump and is able to, you know, lead his team to the playoffs, maybe even get a playoff win or something, then he'll be moving up the list for sure. But his talent obviously is is there. You can see it. He's a franchise quarterback, and he's going to be amazing. Okay. I guess I'll get to my points later on him. A little frustrated that he's that low for you, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> Number seven, the uh, most recent Super Bowl winner, Matthew Stafford. Um, he is at the number seven spot for me, and it's mine might be a little controversial here with this uh, six and seven pick, but I put Stafford here just because I feel like he falls into this this top ten range for sure. A little difficult to place just based on how you know once you get into this level, everyone's talented. So, but for me, you won the Super Bowl. You proved to me what you could do with what I always thought you could do over the years. I used to talk to people about Matthew Stafford all the time in the Detroit Lions. We'd be in conversations. And we everyone would always say the same thing. Be like, hey, you know, the Detroit Lions stuck with Matthew Stafford, man. Like, he's a baller. Like, he's a good QB. He's just in a bad situation. And then, boom, he goes to L.A. and one year he wins the Super Bowl. So a lot of justification that he definitely needs to be in this top ten. And for me, I'm just... I'm so proud of little Matthew, even though I can't stand L.A. You all suck. I hate the Rams. But for Matthew Stafford, very happy for the man, and he deserves to be in the top ten. And at number seven, that's where I'm going to place him because I feel like he's going to have a great season again with Cooper Cup and a lot to look forward to, adding Allen Robinson, Austin Eckler, powerhouse of an offense and a great defense. And they're going to try to run it back. So why not be a top ten quarterback while you run it back, right? Definitely. So, yeah, what's yeah, your number seven? Yeah, I love, I love that pick. Mine, I have Stafford a little bit higher, but, yeah, definitely agree with all those points. Uh, for number seven, I got Joe Burrow. And kind of the same 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 sentiments I have about Burrow, about Herbert I have for Burrow as well, except the only difference is Burrow is more proven because he's been to the Super Bowl now. And he's obviously, I think talent-wise, he's just, going to be one of the best quarterbacks very very soon but I think a big like when I'm looking when I'm looking at my list what I see is a lot of the younger guys who haven't really like don't have any Super Bowl wins or anything a little bit lower on the list and all the guys with the Super Bowl championship and the Super Bowl pedigree are closer to the top for with one exception that you'll see when I get to him later but yeah as far as Joe Burrow goes I mean he's going to be Bengals are in a really good spot right now with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow. Like, those three are going to – they're just going to tear it up for the next, I don't know, eight years probably. So mm. the Bengals are going to be very good, and it's going to be – it's going to suck to deal with them every year in and year out because they're not going anywhere either. 100% for sure, and that's why on my sixth pick, I also put Burrow and – what I was saying, a little bit controversial because Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl and Burrow lost, but timetable going in, I just think overall what we're going to see down the line from Burrow is he's getting better and better, and I think this year he's going to be better than he was last year. So this is this is about the top 10 going into the season, so I really feel like he's going to be in that number six spot for me. So Caleb has him at seven. I got him at six. 
And yeah, we're, we're, we'll see how it plays out. And it's going to be fun to look back at this list, Caleb, and be like, all right, so you know, where did we kind of go wrong? Where did we go right? How accurate were we? Um, but Burrow at six for me. So it's you know, kind of similar standings. Well, who do you have at six? Number six, I got Russell Wilson. And you had him at what, 10? 10, I did. 10, right. OK, so I got him at six. I, th- I don't know. I feel like Russell Wilson's underrated. And he has, what, two Super Bowls under his belt right now? And they're going to be, I mean, Denver's going to be nasty, I think. They have a good defense, great offensive weapons. They just never had that quarterback that puts it all together. So I think Denver's going to be a problem this year for sure. And it's all because of Russell Wilson. I think they're finally going to unleash him. They're going to let Russ cook and just watch out because I have a feeling the Broncos are going to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, I mean, this could be a similar situation we saw last year with Stafford going to another team and being put in the right place and a better place because mm-hmm. we see things falling apart in Seattle. And this could be a perfect situation for him. And yeah, I may regret not putting him up higher on the list. I do li- I, I don't, I'm not going to knock you for putting him at that, that position at number six because it's very realistic and very possible for him to end the season there. I, I agree with you. I'm just, the only reservation I have is sort of, you know, new team, new city. I'm not going to go out there and say that that's exactly what he's going to be, but I will say he will be a top 10 quarterback. So when he, when he's, when Russell Wilson is playing well, he's, you know, a top four, top five running, I mean, sorry, quarterback in the league. So we'll, we'll see how things pan out. I hope you're right because he's fun to watch too, especially in playoff time. He's, unbelievable to watch in playoff games you I get excited when I see Russell Wilson play a playoff game it's like Rodgers and Brady and you know Mahomes it there's just like a different magic and you're getting close to an end of a game Russell Wilson just has that magic to pull games out not my pick I don't know why I'm talking about it right now but he is one of those players to watch though though. he's got that magic he's got that magic um all right number five for me and maybe you think because I'm a homer, I would put this person a lot higher, maybe at number one, but absolutely not. It's Thomas Edward Brady at number five. Uh, the reason why I have him here is, I don't know, a little uneasy about the retirement on retirement, maybe not, you know, kind of shocking his teammates. I wonder if that's real or not. I have a lot of questions going into the season. It could be his last hurrah. Maybe he plays one more year somewhere else. Um, obviously, he's going to be in the top 10. There's, you know, if Brady's playing, he's playing. I don't know what this year looks like. Get Godwin is um, not going to be there for the first like month or so. He's going to rely a lot on Russell Gage and Mike Evans to make this thing work. Rob Gronkowski is not coming back. How does that affect the offense? Can get everyone get up to speed again? Is there a little um, conflict within the like everyone kind of forgets? But I mean, in the springtime, there was a lot of conflict between you know where Bruce Arena. Oh no, Bruce Arena. Gosh, soccer coach, um, where Bruce Arians um, was coaching the team and now moving into a different role in the management, and now we got um, Todd Bowles coming in as the head coach. It's like you know, where do you where do you go from here? Is everything gonna be smooth? You know, we got like we're going into the season now with a new coach, new everything. So I can't put him higher because I mean, honestly, in one game, I'm gonna be taking Brady over anyone, right? But in the long-term scheme of things and how everything's built currently, number five is a good spot for me. Who do you got at number five? Um, you, you threw me off so bad with Bruce Arenas. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, Bruce Arena. <laughs> uh, I was cracking up over here. Um, number, f- number five, I got Matthew Stafford. And, yeah, I mean, having won that Super Bowl 
I think if he didn't win that Super Bowl, then he'd be like number ten or mm. maybe like eleven, nine, like somewhere around that range. But having just come off a Super Bowl win and you know playing well too, and yep, he was he was amazing. Last and throughout year. the playoffs too. Yeah, exactly. Just like what, what he could never do in Detroit, he did in one year with LA. So that's why I got him up at five. I think him and Cooper Cup have the best combination in the whole league. Like what they did last year was crazy. If they can repeat even a little bit of that this coming year, or like eighty percent of what they did last year, I think they're going to be right back as one of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, Cooper's numbers are just were wild last year. Like, no one was wow, even yeah, close to being what he was as a wide receiver. It was unreal. So, even, like you said, even 80%, it, it's going to be awesome for the L.A. Rams if they can get that kind of production. I like it. It's a good take. I didn't respect it. I put him at seven, so whatever. But number five, that, that's <laughs> a good spot for him, too. I, 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 don't, I don't blame you for putting him there, either. There's no, no controversy. No, we'll see how this pans plays out and how we go in number four I don't know I've got a lot of reservations but the only reason why I put this player at number four was because he's still who he is when that's Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't typically like young wide receivers he's got a few veterans that are on the team but I still think he can make this work and he's Aaron Rodgers regular season games he's cool calm collected he gets the job done he could easily be MVP candidate just based on how he plays the game and how he prepares himself and really shuts out other people. As much as people want to call him a jerk and, and don't like him, and over the years I have made similar comments on how, you know, how he could be very you know, passive against people and just be like, ah, whatever. But it's actually kind of a good way to deflect noise that it's coming in from the outside. He's trying to be zen all the time, and I get that. I under, kind of understand Aaron Rodgers a little bit more and how he deals with the outside world. It's just a little bit different than the way Brady does. Um, Aaron Rodgers is number four for me just because they have a good system running up there. They were pretty close to winning last year. They do have a lot of change. They lost Devontae Adams, so for me, it's not going to be in the top three. Um, but I got to put him at number four. Caleb, who's your number four? My, my number four is the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Ooh, and, let's and go. I think, I mean, you, you touched on a lot of the points that I, that I had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he could be higher for me as well. And I, I thought about putting him at three. But I think, yeah, the like retired, unretired is kind of weird. That's, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Is he totally in it? This coming season, uncharacteristic. I guess, I mean, it's so he will be, but yeah, I mean, I'm, and obviously he's like, what, like, eighty-five years old now. So at some point, at some point, <laughs> at some point, the avocado smoothies are gonna stop working. <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, Brady. I mean, Brady's gonna be amazing. I have no doubt about that, and he's still the goat. So there's always a chance that his team is gonna get right back in a in a Super Bowl again. But, yeah, I mean, these, these top four for me are all super close. I just have Brady just outside of the top three. Yeah, that's how I feel about my top five-ish. They're all super close, but, yeah, just outside. Okay, so that's his number four. You got Brady at four. I got Rodgers at four. My number three, which I might get knocked on by you, but it's okay. But like you said, they're all pretty close is Patrick Mahomes. Um, going into this year, I, I do think that this offense, he loses Tyreek Hill. I have been waiting for this day for a long time. Not that Travis Kelsey is gone, but I want to see what Patrick Mahomes can do with some different weapons. And I'm excited for it because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity with the players coming in now 
with Juju and Sky Moore pairing with Kelsey. How does all this operate and work? And I am excited to see how it works. And I still think he can win MVP this year. They can go to the Super Bowl. You know, Andy Reid, you know, playing with his new toys as an offensive genius and tearing it up once again. So that's why I have him in the top three. Top three is, you know, I think that if you want to be in that category if you're a quarterback and you want to be that Super Bowl winning quarterback caliber um, type of player. And I just think that Mahomes is a special talent to watch for the next, you know, so many years. And it's cool to finally have, and, and I'll get into this more, but for me, like the Allen and Mahomes dynamic is really, I hope, will continue to turn into this, but like that, that Manning and Brady type of rivalry and matchup. Like we saw probably the greatest effing game I've ever seen in my life was that playoff game against each other. Now, was the defense pretty poor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about how amazingly star-studded that game was. And I would wake up. I, I, we've talked about this, but waking up on a Sunday morning, you know, Brady versus Manning all day, all day, all day. And now I feel like I can say that again, except for it's Allen versus Mahomes in the AFC. So that's kind of cool, my little, my little take on that. But, yeah, Mahomes has a real chance to make something special, and I'm excited that he is away from Tyreek Hill. And I know maybe some people aren't, but... I am. I'm, I'm excited and ready for him to have some new weapons and show his diversity because I think he's got it in him big time. Because that's a, like, a lot of knock that, you know, players had over the years with different quarterbacks. You know, how can they function? That was a huge one for Brady. People are like, oh, how is he going to do without Troy Brown? Gets the next guy. How is he going to do without Deion Branch? Gets the next guy. How is he going to do with uh, Randy Moss and Wes Wilker? Gets the next guy. And then it's Jules and Gronk. You know, he just kept motivating and, and pushing forward. And now Mahomes gets to step into that new chapter of his career. Sorry, I'm going on a long tangent there, but I just wanted to get that out there. All right, Caleb, you're up. Number three. Who's your number three? Yeah, I just want to say your Mahomes at three is completely wrong. But my, <laughs> my number three, I got... It's hairs. It's just got, hairs, okay? Splitting <laughs> hairs. Yeah, it is splitting hairs at this point. But my number three is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, you, you touched on a lot of those points, but he is the reigning MVP. So I gotta give him credit where it's due, and I think I mean Rodgers is still watching him play last year. He was amazing; like he deserved to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he does without without um, Devonte Adams for sure. So we'll see which which wide receiver because he he kind of like has his guy. That's who he goes to mostly. Like mm-hmm. he used to be it's very true. Donald Driver. Then he used to be Jordy Nelson. Then Devonte Adams. Like who's the next guy? And that's what. All of the everyone playing fantasy football wants to know who's oh, the yeah, guy. guy. Is it Christian so, Watson so or is it going to be Alan Lazard? Or yeah, we all want to know. Cobb's still playing with know. him, yeah. He came back to play with the uh, Packers. Randall Cobb, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. he's old as dirt, so we don't know. Yeah, really. he's old as dirt. I don't yeah. think it's going to be him. No, I don't think but, so either. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, and I think the Packers are going to be contenders. They're always going to be contenders when Aaron Rodgers is at the helm, uh, yeah, their quarterback, and he got. He had some drama. Was it this year when he got paid? That was early. Yes. Yeah, that was early in the offseason. Yes, so, with uh, Devontae and him and the back and forth, not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he just got paid, and, yeah, so good for him. He's going he's gonna to light it up, I think, this year again. For sure. And I'm going to let you go first on your second pick. That way you get some thunder on this one. So um, you take it away with your number two pick first. Go ahead. All right, my number two is 
Josh Allen. Josh. Josh Allen. Stallion. Josh Stallion of the Buffalo Bills. And yeah, I, I guess you touched on it a little bit with that. Um, you know, that rivalry with Mahomes is going to be amazing for the next 10 years. But he's, this is the one exception I have on my list where I said most of the guys on the top, like I have Stafford, I have Wilson, Stafford, Brady, Rodgers, all Super Bowl winners who are, you know, a little bit older, have that experience. And then I got Josh Allen above all of them at two. I just think, I just think Josh Allen is a different, different animal. Like his, like talent-wise, he's built like a bull. He can run over people. Um, and his arm strength is probably second to none in the league. Maybe Mahomes is the only other guy up there with him. Uh, but yeah, Josh Allen's, and he got crazy weapons with, with Diggs. And, you know, Gabriel Davis came out huge in the playoffs last year, so I think he's going to continue building on that. I've always hated the Bills, but they're going to be so good for so long because of Josh Allen. Because of Josh Allen, yeah. And sucks to be in the same division as the Bills right now. So... Sucks for the Patriots, I guess. <laughs> I want to talk about but, it. <laughs> it's yeah. so true. Well, yeah, I think I, I just think Josh Allen is going to be is like a really special talent, which is why I have I kind of made an exception to put him a lot higher. And yeah, I'm, I won't be surprised if he's the if he's the um, the MVP this coming season. I think he's going to go for it. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a, definitely a top candidate for MVP as well. Okay, my number two is. Of course, everyone, it's Justin Herbert. I wouldn't put him at number one. But I can make a case that this is going to be his year. And for me, I feel like he's going to be directly going against Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, um, and Derek Carr. It's a very, very difficult division. I understand. But I feel like with the signings that they've made, and they probably... I mean, obviously the Raiders would be the ones that, you know, they would be the surprise and the upset, but the Chargers, they're the ones that have the most to prove. And when you have Herbert in the same division as Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson, someone's got to lose out, you know? You, you play everyone twice in that division. It's going to be difficult, but I just think this is his time. And the, every year he gets better and better at his maturity. So it's more of a prediction pick, I think, Caleb, than... It's more going out on a limb, putting him at this number two spot. And for me... Like you said, you could easily put him a lot lower on this list, and I do agree with you, but I'm, I am. I'm going out on a limb to put him at number two because I feel like this is where he's going to finish at the end of the year in a very tough division. This is a very big reach for me. I understand that, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick to my gut, and uh, I'm going to go with what I think is possible. So I, I think that the Chiefs and the, the Chargers come out of the division, and maybe the wild card spot may go to the Broncos. So... That's how I feel when I look at the division this year based on some of the pickups that the Chargers made and the development over time with Herbert, and he's ready to take that next step. It's now. It's kind of like Josh Allen where I think it, I think we're a little bit more upside on Josh, I mean, on Herbert at this point in his career than we were with Josh Allen. There was a lot of downs on Josh Allen until he just blew up, but I think this is it. This is his year to explode and be that top 10 quarterback and be at the number two spot. People will be talking about MVP for him. He, he played really well at times last year, but he also had corrections and things he needed to. I, I would watch him in some games and be like, ah, like you play so well. And then sometimes you're not making the, you know, the right decisions or reads. Or I think this is that year. I think this year he comes out better and stronger than ever. And he starts to jump up into the, this upper echelons of the, the AFC and actually compete for a title and, and make a playoff run. So we'll see we'll see how it plays out and how the 
how the playoffs match up, but this is his coming out party for me. I'm trying to say as much as I can so I can defend this, but here we go. Um, that's my number two. Is John, uh, is Herbert? So, so uh, just a quick question on that. Is it so when you're making, you're saying that's more of a prediction pick. Mm-hmm. Are you saying the Chargers are like gonna make the Super Bowl? I, I I'm looking for is at least I'm I'm looking at at least a couple playoff victories and Josh Herbert or sorry Josh Herbert. <laughs> I'm putting them together. I'm looking for Herbert to just make a much larger impact on his team, and I think that the Chargers are going to be a better squad. I'm not saying that they're going to win because I think the Bills have the best chance to win, but I'd love to see an AFC matchup where I'm seeing the Chargers and the Bills in the AFC Championship game. I could very much see that. I think that the Chargers have taken a step in the right direction, um, and they can be contenders this year. I'm not saying they're going to be in the Super Bowl because I ultimately think the Bills are going to make the Super Bowl, but we'll see how it goes. Does that kind of answer your question or no? Well, yeah. I think they're almost there. Well, I mean, you said yeah, you wanted to you wanted to see him win playoff games. I think this is the year he makes that step and this actually actually does yeah. that. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so number one, you want to go first or I want to go first? I mean, we probably both know that I picked Allen and you picked Mahomes as number one, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, go give give me your reasons why Mahomes is number one for you. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is. I just think he's the best talent at quarterback in the NFL. Um, just every time he plays, you know, you, you like they always have a chance to win, no matter what. He's the what five hundred million dollar man for a reason, mm-hmm. and I think I, I mean the Chiefs know that he's a rare talent, like a generational talent. I think, unfortunately, that the Chiefs are gonna have many more Super Bowl wins and appearances in the next you know like ten years while he's still there. I just yeah, I just think he's that good. And that's why I have him at number one. I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting, though, for sure, because seeing him with new weapons, which we haven't seen before, he's always had Tyreek and Kelsey. And I don't think this is the year where we're actually going to see that. I think it's when Kelsey leaves. Yeah, Kelsey the is full. Like a, hall of, a Hall of Fame, like, tight end. probably up there with the greatest of all time tight ends. Yes. Kelsey's going to end his career at that level, so... When he loses him, then it's like, okay, like show us what you really got. I'm really excited for that. I mean, that's probably yeah. – I can't wait till that happens. Not that I want to see – you know, obviously I want to see great football, so I want Kelsey to stay as long as he can, but I'm, I'm excited to see the next chapter because I know how that goes, and it's, it could be nerve-wracking sometimes. So um, I feel like that it's, it's definitely going to be a fun thing to watch. Do you have anything else to add, Caleb, on, on Patrick Mahomes being number one, or is uh, that it? receivers. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, or were they only good? Is he only good because of all the weapons he has around him? Obviously, they're going to surround him with as many weapons mm-hmm. as they can. But sometimes, you know, they may have to spend more money on defense or whatever, and ask him to carry the offense a little bit. Which I think he can. I have no doubt that he will be able to. But you know, he still has to do it. But talent wise, yeah. Oh, I think you cut Kobe, out there. He can, there he can get out of the pocket. He can use his legs. He just has mm. the full full package. And and the one thing I love about Mahomes is he's smart. Like when he runs, he goes out of bounds. He goes down. He like he protects himself. So I think longevity. He doesn't really get hurt that much. Like I've only seen him get hurt. And I think we lost Caleb there for a second. Hopefully he'll come back in here. But I'll take over. I don't know if he knows that he's off or if he can even hear me at this point. But I'll just take over for the time being. 
Um, like Capone, like I said, but he runs and he, he runs people over and like he takes big hits. So does so does Herbert too. Um, which is a little bit. I'm hyping I you up on Herbert. More, yeah, a little bit more problematic, but yeah, I mean those <laughs> those three guys like the AFC is in good hands. Not even those three. I I mean those four. There's four amazing quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in the yeah. AFC: Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. Oh, and and uh, Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna, it's, a, it's a tough place to be. The AFC. <laughs> the AFC is gonna just go crazy for the next decade. Yeah, hundred percent. Maybe maybe Mac Jones will get in there someday. Yeah, maybe maybe we can flip a coin and get lucky. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my number one pick is Josh Allen. And for a lot of the reasons Caleb already kind of covered why he's in the top three, but for me, ultimately I'm seeing Josh Allen do a lot of these things with Stefan Diggs and then, you know, backup Gabriel Davis, no premier tight end. So I'm going to kind of pick some of the reasons why Caleb, why I can kind of see Josh Allen working with multiple people and what Caleb said about him being able to run people over I experienced that firsthand when I watched the the Patriots playoff game and I just saw him steamroll a few Patriots as he would just run and it just like literally it was much, it was even more it was different than Lamar Jackson because Lamar, you know, he's going to try to shake you but Josh is just going to take you over like he's just going to run I'm like what is this dude doing? And he <laughs> he falls healthy. I don't know. Like the way he falls, he doesn't look like he's going to get hurt. So I'll say the same thing as you said about Mahomes. He just knows what to do with his body. And they're teaching a lot of these young QBs coming up now a prethla of more stuff than the QBs of the old generation on how to take hits and how to fall and how to how to make smarter decisions faster, what you should and shouldn't do. There's less more of focused on the uh there's more mechanics focused on your body and how and how to use it during the game than there probably ever was in the past so we're definitely seeing that with a lot of these young qbs coming up and how they just have a different mindset for the game and then the game is obviously the rules have tailored towards them as well but they also know how to stay healthy within the league and it can be difficult too they also can do a lot more than 10 years ago so they can run around and evade and someone wants to throw a flag on offensive line for holding then they will or they won't so we'll see but anyway that's our top 10 uh would love to hear people's disagreements i mean that's why you do these things right it's not about making the top 10 it's about hearing how someone hates your guts because you didn't put um Derek carr in the top 10 you know i mean why should he be there you know tell me tell us kyler murray kyler murray he got snubbed sorry he got snubbed yeah, he's too short. Couldn't see over the line. That's why I didn't pick him. No, I'm just kidding. I think, he's a great talent. So the the biggest snubs are, I would say, Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson if he plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I mean, that's why Watson was not on my list. By the way, I think he would have made it on there somewhere if he was. If we knew where he was gonna play, yeah. If he was playing, and I mean, none of that baggage and everything was with him because I think he's talent wise is amazing as well, but. Yeah, there's only 10 spots, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks. So There is. The NFL is producing a lot of top-tier quarterbacks. In no time, we'll see Malik Willis and the Tennessee Titans. They'll be on this list, you know, this top-10 QB list, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> also, hey. this year. Let's, yeah, let's see. Let's see it this year. Let's see Ryan Tannehill fall off a cliff and just have Malik Willis just turn into, like, ultra Lamar Jackson but can also throw more accurately and just tear up the league. I mean, why not? Let's just pull the trigger now. 
Dude, but they're, that's what I'm they're saying Desmond Ritter is catching on real quick. And then I saw him in an interview and I didn't like him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've got mixed emotions. He seems more mature, but he also seems very cocky, but not in a good way. Kind of in a bad way. Not sure if I'm a fan. And I hope Baker Mayfield falls on his face. I, uh, <laughs> love the Carolina Panthers new uniforms, by the way. Are they all black with the helmets? Can't wait to see what CMC looks like in that. I can't wait to watch Christian McCaffrey play football again. Oh, man. I remember, you remember the good old days, Caleb, this is the good old days, Jesus, man, we are getting old. I remember the the good old days where we just, we would watch a football game to like watch Priest Holmes or watch um, Ladinian Tomlinson or LT, yeah, LT, what's the, what was that, Sean Alexander, some of the running backs, like I remember I used to watch like certain teams play, even though their team sucked ass, but I would watch them play just to see their running back play. Not that yeah. some of those days are gone, but I feel like Christian McCaffrey, there's only like certain ones and it's not always, they're used more in, in just in a way different way today in today's game. But Christian McCaffrey has like the full package. So it's like fun to watch him do everything or there's like running back by committee. So you're watching multiple running backs do a few different things. So like Austin Eckler is a, kind of a really fun one to watch as well uh, nowadays and really surgical with how, how a running back should be. Um, but they don't pay him as much, and I just think that they offensively have changed the game where it's not really catered to the running back anymore. But I miss those days. What was the other Little Chiefs? Days. The other Chiefs, um, the, the little bit bigger than Priest Holmes, heavier set. Larry Johnson, LJ, Larry yes. Johnson. My goodness, he was, he was fun to watch too. He was a great running back. And then Man, the one, one from Miami, Ricky Williams, when we were young, when Ricky we were kids. Williams, yeah. yeah, that was a that was a fun one too. Sorry, I'm my brain's on. Pothead Ricky Williams. Pothead. Oh, so controversial. He'd be thriving in today's game. Everyone would be like, let's blaze <laughs> up. Let's go. Before the game. <laughs> so yeah, controversial in the early two thousands. Definitely the good old days. Oh, you gotta love it. That was, that was the running back golden age. It was. I used to love it. Now it's the tight end golden age. Everyone wants to be the best tight end, uh, or the wide receiver. They want to be the go-to wide guy. Receiver, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I think we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna save the dynasty fantasy football and redraft for another time because I feel like we'll get into a, like a long conversation about that. We're hitting about an hour right now, um, and we'll save that other topic too. I think for that one. For the the last topic there. So I think this is it, Caleb. I think we're wrapping up the show. Thanks for coming on, man. And I hope we get a lot of response on the top ten. I think uh I think we should. I think definitely within our yeah. di- dynasty league mates, they're probably gonna hopefully someone will be angry with it. I know one guy. I know one guy who's trying to stir up controversy. Jared. Jared, come on now. Rip apart the top ten. I'm gonna take uh this list, me and Caleb's list, put them on the uh the old uh Project Sports Instagram account. And see what see what everyone thinks, and you know we'll post them on the post them to the, the league chat, the league chat as well. And I think you know Jake made a good point early on, like, hey, we got to get our emotions on out here. So we're calling you out, Dynasty Fantasy Football people. During the season, when you get on here, you got a big matchup, you win or lose, you rationalize what you're doing with your team. Get on the podcast. Let's talk. Let's talk it all out. We can have two, three people on here, four people. I don't care. But uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the show, Caleb. I appreciate it. And, uh, fans please hit up the uh, project sports instagram page if you have any questions you want to come on the show whatever you want um we're gonna be scheduling a lot more shows since i'm all set up here in maine and yeah thanks for coming on